that you have given us. Even whilst we were yet sinners, when we did not deserve it, Lord, you gave your only begotten son to us. This day, we remember his entrance into this wicked world. We remember his entrance to save us. We welcome the entrance of a savior. Father, we are thankful and grateful for your love for us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Why don't you clap for Jesus as you take your seats. And for a short time, I just want to share with you the lessons or some lessons from the three wise men. I just want to want us to look at the three wise men and learn one or two things from their activities. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. And we want to read from verse number 1. Matthew chapter 2 and verse 1. It says, Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, in Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen a star in the east, and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus is written by the prophet, and thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Verse 7. Then Herod, when he had privily or privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child, for the young child. And when ye have found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star, which they saw in the east, went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. Here ends the reading of the word. Hallelujah. This is the story or the part that had to do with these wise men. And I want us to look at some few lessons from these wise men. The first lesson I want you to I want to draw your attention to is that wise people recognize what they don't know. 
wise people recognize the things that they do not know. The scripture says these wise men recognize that the king has been born. They recognize that there was a king who has been born. It says, now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, in Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Hallelujah. So they recognized that a king has been born. Amen. And they know that a king has been born, but there is a part that they do not know. Wise men recognize what they do not know. Hallelujah. Wise men, these particular ones, were not too proud to acknowledge the things that they did not know. And they asked, even though they were called wise men. Amen. You see, one of the traps in life, one of the traps in life is to receive a title. When you are given a title, it places you in a certain trap. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Many men, on the day that they are given a title of a husband, it changes their perspective of themselves. Do you understand? The day that you are given the title of a husband, suddenly it changes your perspective. It makes you feel that you know everything. Acquiring a trap, acquiring a title puts you in a trap. Amen. And it makes you now with a new title as a husband, makes you even refuse to ask questions, refuse to take advice. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You are a husband, which, by the way, you were just one of the guys not too long ago. Or you were a young man not too young ago. Or you were a boy not too long ago. And someone just comes into your life. Someone just comes into your life, and that person changes you and gives you a title called a husband. And suddenly you are changed. And suddenly you feel you know the whole map of the USA. Such that when you are driving and you are lost, you don't want to be shown. You feel the GPS is in your head. And so you are lost. And someone who just came into your life to give you a title, someone who just arrived and gave you a title, transformed you from a young man to a husband, saying you are lost. Let me show you. Say, I know what I'm doing. When you get a title, it changes your perspective about yourself. When you get a title, it changes who you are. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So you suddenly refuse to take advice. You suddenly refuse to ask questions. You suddenly refuse to listen when you get a title. Students who carry the title of a smart one refuse to ask questions in class. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Students, am I talking to you? They feel they ought to know the answers because you have received a title of a wise one or a title of a smart student. But wise people, they acknowledge what they do not know. As a wise people, they acknowledge what they do not know. Amen. When someone is given a title of a parent or a title of a teacher, you feel you have to have all the answers. Titles put you in a trap. But the wise 
will come out of the trap and acknowledge what they do not know. Amen. When you are called a pastor, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to know everything that is in the Bible. The wise pastor will acknowledge what he doesn't know. Hallelujah. So this Christmas, there are certain wise men that are showing us that a wise person acknowledges what he or she doesn't know. Someone who is wise will acknowledge what he doesn't know. No one knows everything. When you are given the title of a director, you feel suddenly you know everything. When you are given a title of a leader, you feel you have answers and solutions to everything. Have you realized that? That you are just an ordinary person. Suddenly they have given you a title and you feel now you know everything. And or you feel you ought to know everything. But a wise person will acknowledge what he doesn't know. A wise man will acknowledge what he doesn't know. Hallelujah. Being a pastor, being a leader, being a director, being a parent, being a husband, being a wife, does not mean you know everything. It's just a title. Hallelujah. The second lesson that I want you to learn from this wise man is that wise people ask questions. Wise people ask questions. Amen. You see, traditionally, when people ask questions, they are looked down upon. When people ask questions, unwise people look at them as not knowing. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? But there are many times where people do not know, but they do not ask. You know, I have realized even in a hospital during medical rounds that people don't know certain things, but they don't ask. And the way you find out is you ask the junior amongst them, and the junior will not know, and so it starts going around. The question starts going around, and then you realize that the seniors also do not know, and all of them do not know, but nobody will ask a question because it is traditionally looked on as if you ask questions, it means you are not smart, but wise people ask questions. As a wise people, they ask questions. Hallelujah. Wise people ask questions. People feel that when you ask questions, you expose your ignorance. But you realize that the exposure of your ignorance is not more of a problem than the existence of your ignorance. Do you realize that? Your, your ignorance being exposed is not more of a problem than the existence of the ignorance in you. That is what is a problem. But a wise person is not afraid to expose his ignorance. Hallelujah. Anytime you ask a question and you receive an answer, it opens you up to lose one more of ignorance. Anytime you ask a question and you receive an answer, it makes you a step wiser than you were before. Hallelujah. So wise people, they ask questions and they keep asking questions. Any question you ask is an opportunity to be delivered from ignorance. Hallelujah. I said, any question you ask is an opportunity to be delivered from ignorance. This Christmas, you are being delivered from ignorance. Yeah. Amen. You receive more knowledge when you ask questions. You receive more knowledge and you are delivered from perishing. The Bible says that the lack of knowledge, the lack of knowledge 
causes us to perish. Hallelujah. In Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6, it says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. Hallelujah. I will also forget thy children. Amen. So the lack of knowledge leads to destruction. And knowledge comes whenever you ask questions. Hallelujah. I say knowledge comes whenever you ask questions. This Christmas, you are acquiring knowledge. Amen. I say you are acquiring knowledge. You are becoming wise as you ask questions. Amen. It's okay to say, I don't know. It is always okay to say, I do not know. It's okay to say, I don't know how to cook. Amen. And then ask someone who knows how to cook to show you how to cook. I say, it's okay to do what? To say, I do not know how to cook. You see, the title of a woman does not necessarily mean that you know how to cook. I say, titles put you in a trap. The title of a wife does not necessarily mean that you know how to cook. So it is very much okay to say that I do not know how to cook. Hallelujah. We ask you to bring lasagna. We are making, we are, we are having food. We are organizing something. And then we ask you, can you bring lasagna? And then you say, oh, I will bring yellow rice. And then we say, four people have offered to bring yellow rice. And then you insist on bringing yellow rice. It is okay to say, I do not know how to cook lasagna. Or you don't know what is lasagna. Amen. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? But you insist on cooking the food that we are saying. Someone is bringing that already. It's a sign that you don't know how to cook that food. And lo and behold, on that day, you will bring yellow rice. Regardless. We say we have four already. You say, I will bring fifth one. Amen. It's okay to say, I don't know how to cook lasagna. And sometimes you don't even say, show me, I don't know how to cook. Show me how to cook it. You say, you know, I don't know how you cook yours, but that's how I cook mine. Can you show me how you cook yours? Because it looks like yours is a little different from mine. Just say, I do not know how to cook it, and then we will show you. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? But wise men, they are not, they are not afraid to show what they do not know, and they ask. Amen. Are we learning something from the wise men? It is okay to ask questions, and you must ask questions. Without questions, without answers, without knowledge, you perish. You perish. If you have questions about a pastor, ask. Come and ask me. You have questions about a pastor, come and ask me. Don't, don't live in ignorance. It will lead you to perishing. Amen. You have questions about a church, come and ask. Ask questions. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Ask questions. You have questions about the church's money, what the church used money for, what the church does with your tithe. Come and ask. There are answers. And we will give you answers. Amen. Amen. Do not stay and have all kinds of imaginations. Amen. It will lead to your destruction. I say it will lead to your destruction. 
You have questions about whether pastors are getting paid or not? Come and ask. Someone had a question and didn't ask, and it almost destroyed him. Do you understand? Yes. So if you have questions, come and ask. There are answers. You have questions about why we honor our prophet or why we have honor your prophet day. Come and ask why. And we'll explain to you. Amen. Amen. Otherwise, the lack of knowledge will lead to your destruction. Hallelujah. The third thing that I want you to note here is wise people travel any distance to seek God. Wise people travel any distance to seek God. These three wise men came from the east and they traveled to Jerusalem. And Jerusalem was not in their backyard. Amen. People hardly travel distances to serve God. People will hardly travel a distance of an hour, one hour, to serve God. Have you realized that? But wise people, they will travel a distance to seek God. Amen. They travel all the way from the east to Jerusalem. Days traveling. And the only reason was to seek God. Hallelujah. People will travel any distance to get a job or to do a job. People will travel an hour and a half for five days to their job. But on Sunday, it is too much to travel an hour to church. It is too much to travel one hour on a day in a week to find God. But wise people, they travel long distances to find God. Hallelujah. If they feel the job is too far, you see, they move their house closer to the job. They relocate. But no one relocates because of job. No one relocates because they want to seek God. No one will move their house, move their family closer to the church. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? But wise people, these wise men, they travel from the east. They travel from the east to come to find the Savior. Hallelujah. I said wise people travel far to seek God. Or they say when they cannot find a job, when they cannot find a church, or they cannot travel to go to a church that is far, they say, I go to so-and-so church because there's no other church nearby where I live. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You don't go to a church because it is convenient. It is nearby. Wise people travel distance to find God. Amen. They travel distance. But when it comes to, when it comes to church, when it comes to God, people want to do as little as possible. People want to do the least when it comes to God. Have you realized that? Have you realized that it is very easy to do all other things, but when it comes to God, it is difficult to do much for God. It is very easy for someone to ask you to buy lunch number five on McDonald's menu, but it's very difficult for you to give that same amount in church. Have you not realized that? It is very easy for you to listen to the news, the same news over and over and over again, but it's very difficult for you to listen to a preaching message once. 
Oh, you've not realized that. But wise people, their eyes are open to see God and to seek God. Amen. I said, wise people, they seek God. They don't get inconvenience because God is too far. Amen. But God expects us to seek him. I said, God expects us to seek him. God expects us to pursue him just as we pursue money. Amen. Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 1. Look at that. Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 1. The scripture says, My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thy ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding, yea, if thou criest after knowledge and lifted up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hid treasures, you see, then shall thou then shall thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Verse 4 again. He says, if you will seek her as silver, if you will search for the word of God as silver, if you will pursue the word of God as silver, if you will travel to find the word of God as silver. If you will look for God just as you will look for money. Then verse 5. He says, then, verse 5. Then sh shall thou understand the fear of the Lord. And find the knowledge of God. Amen. Until we start pursuing God the same zeal, the same energy, as we pursue wealth, we will not find him. Amen. We will travel all distances. Sometimes you will take a bus and then change to a train and then change to a ferry and then when you get there, change to an Uber and then get to work. But think about how much of that you will do for a church. That you will take a bus and a train and then a ferry and then an Uber to come to church. But wise people, wise men, wise people, they will pursue God no matter where God is. He says, if you will pursue him, if you will search for him, just as you will seek for silver, then you will find him. Amen. Wise people pursue God. Amen. Wise people search for God. And the last one, wise people do not despise small beginnings. Wise people do not despise small beginnings. The scripture says in Matthew chapter 2 and verse 11. It says, and when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother. They saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Hallelujah. You see, these wise men traveled long distance following the star. They traveled long distance following the star. And when they arrived in Jerusalem, they actually went to Herod. Perhaps they were expecting that if there's a king that has been born, he should be in the palace. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? If there is a king, then he should be in a palace. 
But the king was not in the palace. Even Herod did not know where the king was. So they may have been very surprised when they had this experience that now the star is stopped on top of an inn. That the star is on top of an inn. They may have been very surprised. And they could have turned back and said, it's not possible. I think we have followed the wrong star. I think we are just following the wrong person. And they would have turned and go back. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? But wise people, they will pursue. They will pursue. They will go until they find it. Amen. So the star stopped on top of the inn. And it was on the palace. But they didn't go back. They went in the inn. And when they went in the inn, they had another surprise. That even the inn could not contain the king. That the king was not inside the inn. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? And at that time, they could have just turned back and said, it's not even in the inn. But they showed them the stable. In the book of Luke, Luke account, it says, he laid in a manger. He laid in a manger. Amen. So it did not stop them. They went further. I said, wise people, they identified the small beginnings. They have eyes for small beginnings. It did not stop them. They went in to the stable and they found the baby wrapped not in golden apparel, but in swaddling clothes. In swaddling clothes, in rocks. Amen. And all of this did not stop them. The Bible says, it says, and when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child would marry his mother and fell down. They fell down and worshipped him. Hallelujah. They fell down and worshipped him. Only wise people recognize small beginnings in a great thing. When they see a great thing, even in their small beginning, it takes a wise eye or it takes a wise person to recognize the great thing when it's in a small beginnings. Hallelujah. The Bible says they fell down and worshipped him. They fell down and worshipped him. Though the child laid in a manger, the Bible says they opened up their treasures and presented unto him gifts. Amen. You see, there are many people, when they are going to a place, and they enter a place, they are going to a church, and they enter the church, they feel that it's too, it's too small for them to worship there. This is too small. This church is too small for me to worship here. It's a baby church. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? But wise people, they have their eyes for great things, even when it's in the small beginnings. When it's in the small beginnings. Wise people have eyes when the thing is in the small beginnings. Amen. People who are not wise, they don't leave their treasures in a place where it's not great. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Oh, there are people when they enter a small church, they don't think they should leave their, their tithe in this place. This church is too small for my tithe. My tithe is too big for this place. 
But wise people, they have their eyes on great things, even in their small states. Amen. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. These wise people, their eyes were open. The Bible says they fell down and they worshipped him. They fell down and they worshipped him. Hallelujah. And they left their treasures in that manger. The Bible says they opened up their treasures. They could have kept their treasures. When they saw the place and when they saw the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, they could have kept their treasures. And they say, here, just take this small thing. When you grow up, we will come again. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? People, when they enter into a small church, they think it is too small a place for their tight to be in that place. Sometimes even people don't feel like Tuesday service is the day I have to give my tight. I want to give my tithe on a Sunday service. Oh, am I saying something that is... Uh, sometimes people feel that my birthday, it shouldn't be... We shouldn't pray for me on Tuesday. They have to pray for me on Sunday. True or not true? But wise people, their eyes are open to small things when it's going to be great. Amen. I said, wise people recognize the beginnings of great things. People who are not wise, they despise the beginning of great things. They, be, they, they despise when the thing is in its small state, when they are not wise. But the things of God, they are always in a small beginning. I say the things of God, they are always in a small beginning. When the hand of God is on a thing, when something, God is going to make something great, expect that you'll find it in a small beginning. Amen. You see, the church that we are in today is one of the biggest churches worldwide. But it has a very small beginning. It had a very small beginning. And many people despise the church in its small state. When the church was beginning, many people despise it. But I'm telling you that when the hand of God is upon a thing, expect that that thing will be in a very small beginning. But may your eyes be open that you identify a great thing when it's in its small beginnings. Hallelujah. Amen. There are certain women who cannot recognize great husbands when they are in swaddling clothes. Great husbands, their beginnings are in swaddling clothes. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? When a husband is going to be great, you will find their beginnings in swaddling clothes. Amen. They don't look like the type that you will choose. They look like the type that you can present to your friends. Amen. Their shoes are dusty. Do you understand? They wear swaddling clothes. And they wear the same shoes all the time. If you see a man wearing the same shoes all the time, his beginning is small, but he's going to be a very great husband. Amen. When the hand of God is upon a thing, it begins small. Small. Sometimes the, 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 the man looks like he can't even afford rent. He can't pay rent. He can't buy a car. The man looks like he can't even buy trousers. Do you know what they are trousers? 
He takes you out and he can buy minerals. Do you know minerals? And he's telling you that minerals are not good for you. Drink water. You need water. Do you know minerals? <laughs> but wise people, wise women, their eyes are open to see a great husband when he's in the swaddling clothes, when he's in the small beginning. May your eyes be open. I said, may your eyes be open to see the beginning of great things. Amen. Yes. This church is going to be a very great church. I said it's going to be a very great church. You are looking at a great church. But may your eyes be open. That you will not, you will not despise the beginning of small things. You will not despise the beginning of small things. Oh, you are sitting in a great church. I said you are sitting in a great church. But your eyes will be open. You will see. Tell your neighbor, you will see. Tell your neighbor, you are very wise. Say, your eyes are open. Amen. Oh, yes. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. Sometimes you see the woman's hair. You know, she has carried this weave for about three weeks, three months. And it doesn't look like a great wife. But you are looking at a great wife. I said, may your eyes be open to see a great wife. Yes. Today, pimples and all kinds of spots on her face and doesn't look like she'll be counted amongst. Today, her shoes are like half worn on and then they, she, she is working. The makeup is not nice and... But you are looking at a great woman. You are looking at a great wife. Only it takes a wise man. It takes only a wise man to see that this is a great woman. This is a great woman. It takes a wise man to say that I am looking at a great woman. Wise man, their eyes see the beginning of great things when they are in a small state. May your eyes be open. I say may your eyes be open. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. When you see the man in a swaddling clothes, his tie is from a thrift shop. All his shoppings are from a thrift shop. And it doesn't look like a great man, but you are looking at a great man. I say you are looking at a great man. It's just that his beginnings, they are in small things. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13, verse 31. says, another parable put ye forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and showed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds, which indeed is the least of all seeds, but when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs, and becometh a tree, so that the best of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. Hallelujah. I say, the beginning of great things, they come in small beginnings. They come in small things. When something is going to be great, the beginning looks very small. 
When the hand of God is in something, he says, another parable put ye forth unto them, saying, the kingdom of heaven is like, the kingdom of God is like unto a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. The kingdom of God, but it's in the least of all seeds. He says, but when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs. It becometh a tree so that the bears of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. You see, many people miss great opportunities because the beginning of such opportunities are in the least of all seeds. When the opportunity is in the list of all seeds, many people miss it. Many people don't recommend it. Many people don't count on it. Many people do not choose it. When the beginning is in the list of all seeds, but the Bible says when you are looking at the list of all seeds, it's going to be the greatest help among all helps. Amen. That is why I say that you are sitting in a, one of the greatest churches you can ever imagine. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Do not despise the beginning of small things. Do not despise it. When things are in its initial stages, do not despise it. Hallelujah. I say, do not despise it. When a man is in its beginning, do not despise it. When a church is in its beginning state, do not despise it. When a pastor is in his beginning state, do not despise him. You are looking at a great pastor. Hallelujah. It is not the kind that you will choose. It is not the kind that you will prefer. It is not the kind that you will go to. But if the hand of God is in it, it is the kind that you will not choose. The Bible says it's the least of all seeds. Would you choose the least of all seeds? That it says when you put in the earth, you can't even find it. You can't find it in the Mark account. Mark chapter 4. You can't find it. It is the least of all seeds. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? But it says, but when it's grown. I say, when it's grown. I say, when it's grown. When it's grown. When it's grown, it is the greatest among herbs. It will bring forth branches. You are going to see branches coming out from this church. I said, there will be branches coming out from this church. People who are sitting here are going to be pastors. Great pastors. Great pastors and lady pastors. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. You see, today we beg you to join our choir. Today we encourage you. We say, why don't you join the choir? And then you are showing off. And then you choose a day that you will come, a day that you will not come. But a day is coming. I say, a day is coming. You will fill an application. And we do a background check. And we will let you sing. Really record your songs. And bring the song that you have recorded. For us to listen. And screen it. And then we say we respond to your application. You watch. You see if you qualify. We say we will, we will write to you. You will hear from us if you qualify. Today, you, two weeks, two months. You are on the waiting list. Amen. Today you think that we have to beg you. Today we beg you to come and play. But a day is coming. A day is coming. You will line up. You will line up. You say, you played three months ago. You can't play this Sunday. Yes. You watch. It's coming. 
or you don't believe it. It's coming. It's coming. You played three months ago. It's not your turn. You played two months ago. You can't play, and there's a competition, and then Reverend has to sit down to resolve this issue. Reverend, I think we need to draw a roster amongst us. Wise people, they identify great things when they are in their small beginnings. Hallelujah. Amen. A day is coming. You will see our choir. I said, a day is coming. A day is coming. A day is coming. A day is coming when our ashes say, sit here, you say, please, yes, sir. You will you say, yes, sir. Because if you, say, if you can't sit here, go out. You will sit outside. A day is coming. And then you beg us. You will beg us. You watch. Great things, they are in small beginnings. Great things, they are in small beginnings. He says, it, it becometh, he says, it is, he says, but when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs and becometh a tree so that the best of the earth come and lodge in the branches thereof. There will be branches thereof. I said there will be branches thereof. Oh, yes. Somebody cooks and the food is not nice and you say, you can't make a good wife. Just my small beginning cooking, I can't make a good wife. I can't make a good wife. You say, I don't like the way you put the lipstick. Reverend, I like everything but the way she wears her lipstick. It's a small beginning lipstick. I say, it's a small beginning lipstick. The lipstick is in a mustard seed. This is a mustard seed level. We are coming there. I said, the lipstick is in a mustard seed level. It is today that you are looking at us like that. As for the women who are in this church, they are great women. I said they are great women. So you see, today that you have the opportunity, you better choose one quickly because a day is coming. I said a day is coming. Listen to me. You are not listening. You see, you are not listening. I said a day is coming. A day is coming. You will put in your application. I have to review it, do a background check, call the FBI, and check your background. Oh, the beginning of great things. They are here. Beginning of great things. Do a background. You think, look, look, listen. listen. You think we would, we, today we are taking you like that. We don't know you are like this, you are like that, but you say, it's okay, it's okay. We'll take you like that. But a day is coming. I said, a day is coming. We'll check your tight record. Bring your tight record. Bring your bank account. Let us see how you spend your money. Today, they will, oh. I said, a day is coming. 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 But may your eyes be open to see great women sitting in the midst of us. May your eyes be open to see great men in the midst of us. Wise people, they see great things in their beginnings. Today, the men are going to school and look at them, students, and they go and they come. And they are carrying things and they are going and they are coming. A day is coming. I say, a day is coming. You will look at them and say, This one could have been my husband. Oh. This one could have been my wife. Oh. This one could have been my husband. Oh. 
this one could be, you sit there and see. A day is coming. Number one, what's the first lesson we learned from the wise man? Number one. What's the first one? Wise men, wise people recognize what they don't know. Number two. Wise people ask questions. Number three. Wise people travel any distance to seek God. Not a job. They travel any distance to seek God. Number four. Wise people do not despise small beginnings. May your eyes open that you will not despise the beginning of small things. Hallelujah. When something is going to be great and the hand of God is upon it, it is always in small beginning. He said the kingdom of God, it is compared to the size of a master seed. But may your eyes be open. I say may your eyes be open. I have some few, but um, I'll give you and then you, next time I've had the opportunity, my time is up. The next one, wise people take their dreams seriously. Wise people take their dreams seriously. And number six, wise people follow their convictions about what God is telling them and not other people. Wise people follow their convictions about what God is telling them and not other people. Our time is up. We will pause here. And whenever we have the opportunity, I will give you these other two. God bless all of you. Why don't you stand to your feet? Stand to your feet. Of your only begotten son into this world. The entrance of our Savior. Father, we are thankful Amen. and we are grateful. Amen. Lord, we appreciate the Amen. sacrifice you made for us. Amen. Oh, King of Kings, who Jesus. forsook your crown above, and you came and dwell with wicked men, all for our sakes. Jesus. Lord, we are thankful. Amen. Lord, we are grateful. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, this afternoon, Jesus. on this Christmas day, you are here, you are not born again. You have not given your life to Christ. Beloved, you don't have Jesus Christ as your Savior. Coming to Jesus looks so small. It looks so small. It looks something. It looks like something that is so insignificant. It looks so simple as just lift up, lifting up your hand and receiving Christ. But such are the things of God. That is how the kingdom of God is. It looks so insignificant. But this act, beloved, this act is delivering you from eternal damnation. It is delivering you from perishing eternally. This act, as simple as receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior, as small as it looks, as simple as it sounds, it delivers you from hell. It transforms your life from going to hell to going to heaven. It transforms your life from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. This afternoon, if you are not born again, you do not have Jesus Christ as your Savior. With all eyes closed and every head bowed, wherever you are, you are saying, Pastor, pray with me. Just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior. 
if that is your prayer on this Christmas day I want to say a simple prayer with you lift up your hand and I'll pray with you is there anyone here like that anyone here like that give me and say Lord Jesus Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for your blood. That was shed for me. That was shed for me. On Calvary. On Calvary. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. On this Christmas day. I come to you. I come to you. I come to you. With a heart of repentance. Please forgive me of my sins. Please forgive me of my sins. Please wash away my sins. This afternoon, this afternoon, I welcome you. I welcome on this Christmas day, on this Christmas I welcome you, I welcome you into, my heart. into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my, Lord. Be my, master. Be my master. Be my Savior. Be my Savior. Lord, Jesus, Lord Jesus, please write my name, please write my name in, the book of life. in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For saving me. For saving me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.